At home with the gardening gang. Coast FM 963. Coast FM 963. No, it's not Monday morning. It is Saturday morning. The gardening gang together with Pete Little and Sholan Darcy for yet another weekend. And the weekend is bringing such magical sunshine and blue skies and gorgeous weather. Sherilyn, how did you celebrate the opening of the official non-summer spring day? <laughs> well, it's kind of very oh, summery. Well, wow, it is. It is like the first day of summer, not sort of the first few weeks of spring, isn't it? Hitting 31 today and in the low 30s for the rest of the week. Only means one thing. It's tomato time, everybody. Woo! Look, I've got to say, I've got my shorts on today because I intend to do some gardening this afternoon. So I just come in in my shorty little shorts. Aren't they sexy? Uh, very white the legs there, Pete. I've got these very white legs, yes. exactly. <laughs> well, tomato season, that means you've got to start planting your tomatoes from this weekend. Now, Sherilyn, I only learned recently because mm-hmm. I generally don't grow tomatoes. I just eat them. Right. But you've got to replant them every year. That's a bit hard work, isn't it? Pretty much. Oh, look, a lot of our vegetables are annuals, meaning that they only last for sort of one season. That's it. On the coast, we're very lucky, though. We're in a warm, temperate climate. So you've probably noticed, particularly you beginner gardeners out there, you might have said, oh, hang on a minute, I've got some compost out here or I had tomatoes in this patch and next year more come up. Well, that's the seeds drop and they come up. But also our tiny toms last pretty can last all year, not the whole plant, but they'll last for a long time, like almost up to 10 months I can get up at Lake Memora. You can do that. But they are annual plants. You need to plant them every single year. A couple of different types of uh, tomato plants as well. There's sort of basically bushing tomato plants. So that means you get like a nice bush that you have to put the stake in. So a lot of people can remember that from grandma and grandpa's gardens, like, well, got to put the stakes in and up they go. And also you've got the vining tomatoes as well. So they go on trellises and things like that. But, yep, have to do it every year just about, and uh, this is the time to do it. After the threat of the last frost has passed and the earth is nice and warm. Can't see any frost around for a couple of months now. (laughs) I think we're right for about another six, seven months. Yeah, look, and I'm just going to put a little extra thing in there. It is going to be dreadfully hot this week. So while we're getting very excited about it, I'm going to say maybe go pick some seedlings up if you haven't thought ahead and grown some tomatoes from seed. I'd actually probably wait till next weekend to pop them in because it could be a bit too stressful for those little seedlings. It could be just a bit too hot. So maybe put them somewhere in a bit of shelter, give them water. And on that note as well, just quickly, we'll talk about it later on as well. Your garden needs water. That's what it needs at the moment. So uh, to head into these hot days. Okay, the Gardening Gang today being sponsored by our good friends at Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs. They're open all weekend at Wyoming and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Good morning. Coast FM, Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy, the Gardening Gang today with uh, Tim Ferruccio now. Tim's with the uh, the beautiful Burbank Nursery at Erina Heights, a magnificent uh, nursery here on the coast. Mm-hmm. And the important thing is, Tim, that you're celebrating your birthday today as oh, well. Oh, happy so birthday, Tim. Go. Happy birthday. Nevertheless, uh, Tim, tomatoes is the topic today, and this is um, an annual event. We get together, we talk to our correspondents about uh, the nature of growing tomatoes because people do forget year on year. Mm. But at the same time, a lot of people who tune to our radio show don't really garden, but I'm sure would love to get involved in some tomato growing because from my perception, it's very, very easy. Mm. Is it or not? Oh, definitely. 
I think, oh, look, if you've got a spare patch in the garden, chuck a tomato in. They're, they're bound to bound to fruit and bound to give you something to eat. Well, so the timing the timing is this weekend. This is the tomato <laughs> weekend to put these crops in. Any any time after the frost has finished, which is definitely now, they're absolutely ready to go, and we're got a warm week ahead of us so they'll love that oh yes it is going to be warm it's perfect for tomatoes so when you say you just got a, a, a spare patch in the garden what sort of soil do they prefer tim rich and well drained would be the preference for tomatoes mm-hmm. you've got some cow manure or compost that you make yourself either way or get a nice bag of it and mm. mix it through the soil i like to plant my tomatoes a little bit deeper just so you'll find they, they shoot roots all up the stem, so strip some of the lower leaves and plant them just a bit deeper and mm-hmm. find it seed. So what sort of tomatoes are in the market this year? I know we get very excited about new varieties or some of the old favourites coming back. So what have you noticed coming in? Uh, I do stick to some of the old, or not old-fashioned, but some of your old heirloom ones. You sort of, you know what you're getting and you can't go wrong, I say. Mm-hmm. Um Frostless is always a favourite. Mm. Um, I like Romas. I've got a Maltese family and come over at the end of summer and, and do a bit of a tomato cook-up nice. and make some tostadas and things for the whole family to mm. sort of share around. Roma's a good one. If you've, if you've ever grown tomatoes before, you, you would have heard about Romas. And they're like a bush tomato. So rather than doing too much pruning, you just strip some of the lower leaves and they'll stay bushy, and as a bush or a uh, determinate tomato, they'll fruit generally all in one go. So, like ah, that. yes. Oh, oh, so it's feast or famine, isn't it? Uh, they all come forward with, and just... With a lot of... Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a science to it, and it takes a lot of research to know every variety, but mm-hmm. I've got a, a lot of your sourcing tomatoes, they tend to be determinate, which means they'll fruit in one go. Roma... San, Santa Rosa, Santa Mavan. Mm-hmm. There's a Nana's, Nana's cooking tomato. Mm. There's a few different varieties, and they're those all at once. Where things like your cherries, grossless, they're indeterminate, which they'll they'll continue to fruit on the the new stems as they come out. Are there any other like last tips you want to leave us with there, Tim? Don't forget to prune your tomatoes and pinch out some of those lower suckers. Mm-hmm. Suckers and especially the low ones that don't tend to fruit, but the plant puts a lot of energy into some leafy growth. So if you keep the bottom, say, 30 centimetres clean, just leave the bare stem. Mm-hmm. It stops a lot of pests, a lot of diseases coming up from the ground. Mm-hmm. And once we, the central coast, starts to get really humid, that's when you can run into trouble if you have a really bushy tomato from the ground. Right. So it's always best to thin out those leaves as they grow, let the air flow in and let the light to the stem. That's that's a that's a big big thing that not everyone follows. Yeah, it's you can get it. Will make a big difference if you don't want to spray anything. Yeah, yeah, you can get it. You can just get a bit forgetful sometimes with those tomatoes. It looks so, and it looks so beautiful when it's all bushy there. But that's really good yeah. advice. Now, yep. Tim, uh, my research indicates that tomatoes first came from South America which is a, um, you know, uh, interesting that many people think it's sort of European. Um, Do you have any idea what people used to use as a substitute in their pizzas back before tomatoes were brought to Europe? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a turnip or something. (laughs) Potatoes, they probably... You asked the weirdest. 
these questions. Well, I'm just throwing that in for a bit of a light-hearted uh, yeah, a comment yeah. today on the Tomato Day here. It is Tomato Day at Coast FM, you see. I have a great book on heirloom seedlings. Yeah. The, the, the definition of heirloom is a, a variety that will grow true to type that predates World War Two. Yes, so, correct. World like, War Two. I'm going to give him a tick. That is correct. Okay. Grossless Gruff, is one that everyone knows. Say if you only grow grossless, you keep the seeds from that grossless, that's what's going to come up from seeds. Where if you yep. buy a tomato from the shops and grow the seed, you don't know what you're going to get. You're probably going to get an old sort of wild cherry tomato. Yeah. Previously, mate, when we're talking about various varieties, you called it Nana's tomato. Was it Nana's tomatoes or Grandma's There's, tomato? There's one, and it's called Nana's Throwing Tomato. Yeah. Uh, Nana's Growing Tomato. Throwing. It's Nana's Throwing, throwing. Tomato. Oh, throwing tomato. Yes. That's what it's called. Oh, you're trying to chuck tomatoes at someone, do you, for a bit of fun? Okay, okay. Oh, a bit juicy variety that goes flat when you chuck them. Yeah, and there's also Mortgage Lifter. There's, there's that one as well. We'll have to talk about that one later in the show, I think. Mortgage Lifter is a famous one. It, yeah. Um, yeah, it came about because the guy who bred it, apparently he sold so many of them that he was able to pay off his mortgage. Well, mate, uh, thanks for your time this morning, Tim. And it's always uh, good fun having a bit of a chit-chat about um, uh, plants on the Central Coast. And today, of course, being mm-hmm. Tomato yeah. Day, you got the answers. He did. Thanks for having me. And have a happy birthday, Tim. I will do. Thank you. All the best to Tim. All the best to anyone having a birthday today. Yeah. And also, happy birthday to the fresh new tomatoes. Oh, absolutely. You're listening to Coast FM 963 with Pete and Sherilyn. Classic hits at Coast FM. Tribute there to Neil Sedaka and love will keep us together. 25 minutes after 8 o'clock here with the gardening gang, Pete Little and Sherlyn Darcy on this magnificent Saturday morning. You know, we're talking about the tomato growing today, Sherlyn, mm-hmm. and uh, beautiful day it is. Tim mentioned about um, certain pests we're going to be looking out for. Yeah. Black spot. Help me well, on that one. Well, it's a bit of a disease there. So when Tim was talking about making sure that you didn't have too many leaves on your tomatoes, or too too bushy, that was to increase the airflow because what happens, particularly here on the central coast, it gets very humid in summer. And that means fungal disease, like the dreaded black spot and a few other things, start affecting these types of plants. So the best prevention to these, although there are some chemicals out there, and I would really hope that you don't spray those we have a terrible problem at the moment with uh, not having enough pollinators on the central coast because of the uh, varroa mite so please don't use these chemicals prevention is the best cure so what tim said make sure you take all the excess leaves out of the way and the other thing is don't overplant your tomatoes you don't you, you only need a few usually unless you've got a really big family and you want to make like you make lots of pasta sauce I guess but have them spaced out. I give them a little more space than what's recommended on the coast because it does get so humid depending where you are maybe not if you're up in Summersby so do that. If you do need to treat look at some of the organic things. Go and jump on Central Coast Permaculture's Facebook page or their, their web page. They've got a few ideas there or just have a little Google as well. Well, we've got Clara waiting in the waiting room here at Coast mm. FM. Clara from Permaculture in uh, the Central Coast area here. I think she's the boss of the permaculturalists. <laughs> we'll be talking to her soon. The roof. It's a beautiful day. 
Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy here on this magnificent, it is magnificent wonderful. Saturday morning. Mm. And this uh, Gardening Gang has been sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs, open all this weekend at Wyoming, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Thanks, guys. Now, we're talking tomatoes today. Sherilyn, why did you choose tomatoes? Because you like them, I like them. They go on pizzas. They go on, oh, they're so versatile. They, they are. They salads. do on everything. Just grab one off the vine That's or off it. the bush and just pop it in your mouth. Yummo tomatoes. And so inexpensive this time of year. Not yet, Pete. No? You've got to grow them first. This oh. is when we plant our tomatoes. You should jump in the gun. <laughs> I know you don't really care what you're paying in Saratoga for tomatoes, but the rest of us on the coast, we have a bit of a concern. Okay, so. well, I've got uh, a lovely lady with us now who's often popping into their gardening gang, mm-hmm. the permaculture expert, uh, Clara. I say Clara from Narara, but she's nowhere near Narara, no. but that's okay because we all know Clara from the permaculture here on the Central Coast. We Good do. morning, Clara. Good morning, Clara. Good morning, Pete. I've been looking at houses. You've worn me down. I'm going to eventually move to Narara just to make you happy, okay? <laughs> well, there's plenty of activity out there in terms of, uh, you know, large allotments. Mm. But what's the buzz? Ooh. What's the buzz on tomato growing from your point of view, Clara? Oh, well, it's funny you should say that, Pete, because it's all about buzz pollination for oh, tomatoes. That's bees. right. Yeah, so the best way to get the most out of your tomato harvest is to make sure that they're feeling those good vibrations. I'm checking out good vibrations. Mm-hmm. You can play that one next, Pete. That's She's it. She's given me excitation. <laughs> Well, it's your tomatoes that need the excitation, not me, Pete. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Calm down. So what you need to do is to actually vibrate tomato flowers in order to release the pollen. And this is going to increase your tomato yields and the size of your tomatoes, as well as how many delicious seeds are in your tomatoes, by up to 20%. There you go. See, if you don't have enough tomatoes, and we had a few people ringing up last year, that was their big thing. Oh, I've planted tomatoes. I've only got two or three tomatoes. So listen up here right now, people. Clara's got it. It sounds like yeah. you're putting demands on people. Listen up. Listen <laughs> I up. I am. We're the gangsters after all. Do yeah. it right. <laughs> Please explain, Clara. Let's let's take it back to simple non-gardening terminology. Okay. Well, basically, in order for a tomato to form, the pollen has to get released from one part of the flower and then reach the other. Now, this can happen on a really windy day. So a windy day can produce enough vibration to make that pollen release. Okay. But traditionally, it's done by buzz pollinators. Yes, of so, course. And so, what is the buzz of these pollinators? Well, you've got your, in your more European climate, which is where the tomatoes have originally come from, they have bumblebees. We don't have bumblebees in Australia, but what we do have is our beautiful blue-banded bees, and they're an excellent buzz pollinator. So the more blue-banded bees you see hanging around your tomatoes, the bigger, the better, and the more tomatoes you're going to get. Now, how do we get those lovely banded bumblebees in our gardens here? Well, like a lot of people renting on the Central Coast, their main concern is where they're going to live. Ah. So we've got to create some habitat for them. Okay. So they like to live on sort of clay embankments or also like sandstone or ore 
mortar, they actually burrow into the ground and they lay their eggs in these long, complex tunnels under the ground. So one thing you could do is make sure that you're leaving a patch of your yard that isn't getting tilled or isn't getting covered over. Oh, really? So you don't have to have any particular preparation done at all? Mm. No, they prefer it if you leave the soil alone so okay. that they can okay. burrow I'm, into I'm the ground this one. Yes, and come back out. Mm. And in addition to the blue banded bees, our teddy bear bees. Have you ever <gasps> seen those? I love well, them. Oh, my goodness. They are so beautiful. Are they cuddly? Oh, like, are they soft? Be, they're soft and fluffy, Pete. Come on, you <laughs> must have seen one of these around. They're very cute. They don't call them teddy bear bees because of their love of fish. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have any breeze or wind, do you actually have to go and shake the bush and make things happen? Well, people do all sorts of weird stuff to get their tomatoes. So in, in big greenhouses, like with the tomatoes that you see at Woolies, they're produced by using something called a tomato vibration wand. That's an actual product that you can get. <laughs> and they go around and they actually vibrate the tomatoes using this little wand. <laughs> I can imagine. I can just see Cheryl and Darcy there oh, in their yeah, greenhouse sure can, yeah. shaking the magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to look that up. It's a real product. Nuts. Yeah, it is. I think it's, a th- I think it's worth like 30000 a year to the economy, the old tomato yeah, wand. So there you go. <laughs> give, give, I've heard of vibrating plates on them as well. And also is it just shaking just shaking the plants. I've done yeah. that. Or using paintbrushes. You go in, you dip in, dip out. I did do a little bit of an experiment where I compared it just a handshake to mm-hmm. a tuning fork, which was a ah. proper vibration. And I did find that my handshake was not adequate to release the pollen, but right. that the tuning fork was. And they've done similar studies where they find that the bees are the most efficient pollinators. So the well, best thing you can do is get the bees. Get the bees. But if you don't have the bees, yeah, go around and give your, your trellising a bit of a shake. Or if you've got an electric toothbrush, give that a go. Oh. Now, Clara, any other tips for growing tomatoes in the permaculture way that you can relate this morning in the space of the next 30 seconds? Well, a little trick that I like to do is to grow my tomatoes with my beans. So okay. I'll put my tomatoes and my runner beans along the same fence line. And then what I find is instead of having to stake out and tie my tomatoes, the beans actually wrap around the tomato stems quite oh. gently and affix them to the fence for me. Wow. As well as that, the beans are a nitrogen-fixing crop, which mm-hmm. means that the tomatoes are going to get a benefit of that nitrogen that the beans are fixing. So I find that they grow really nicely together. Hey, Clara, it's been really good information. Thank you for joining us today. It's lovely to see you uh, no in and a I'll, permy way. I'll head over to the plant fair now and I might see some yes. people there. In the I'm meantime, let's get shaken. Let's go. <laughs> Coast FM, this is The Gardening Gang with Pete and Sh- FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. Boy, warm weekend coming up. Good for gardeners. Fantastic. But for the lazy people like myself, I prefer to be in my pool. Yes. Well, anyway, who cares? Uh, Vicky, what are your plans for the weekend? I've got What's Hot Vicky here from uh, Narara Valley Nursery. Apart from working like a Trojan, what are your plans for the weekend, Vic? Well, good morning, everybody. And my plans this weekend, I've got to go car shopping with one of my sons. How exciting. Oh, that would be nice. We're we going to start in Mercedes-Benz or it might be a, uh, you know, maybe a Hyundai. Oh, he wants to go for one of those, um, you know, young people's cars, like a Commodore or a Ford, uh, but um, oh. mum's going to be with him. So. Well, mate, you tell him, <laughs> tell him Barinas are good. 
Yeah. <laughs> He'll laugh at you. <laughs> he will. <laughs> Marina, Mum, you're kidding me. Look, uh, you've been researching what's happening around the uh, the nurseries of the coast, apart from the car dealers. What's uh, what's the go this week? Okay, well, Burbank and Erin are loaded up on grafted grevilleas and eucalypts. So if you're looking for a dwarf gum, that's where you're going to go. Yeah. Next door at the Wildflower Meadow, you can find lots of native tube stock if you're looking to buy bulk or just to plant on a budget. Mother Earth Nursery got all your shade-loving plants, clivias, azaleas and orchids, and they're all in full bloom. And at Haven Garden Centre, you'll still save 30% off most items. And, of course, some exclusions will apply. At our not-so-central coast, at very close neighbours. They might as well be Central Coast. Whitey Nursery, they've got passion fruit available in grafted and non-grafted varieties. And I know a lot of customers are chasing the good old passion fruit at the moment. Oh, yes. No one's talked about uh, tomato seedlings. Uh, <laughs> we've been doing the tomato show today. We have. And, uh, uh, well, oh. I've been too busy to listen, but I can assure you that we've got plenty of tomato seedlings and I bet every other garden centre on the Central Coast is loaded up on them <laughs> uh, too. It goes without saying. So what else is hot at Narara Valley Nursery? It's all the colour. Everything is blooming, happy, mm. colourful. You've got to come in and check out our displays of lavender, African daisies, daisies, mandevillas, hibiscus, tipitina, convolvulus and phyllocica winter rouge. Grab a cuppa and wander around our huge nursery full of absolute colour and bloom. Colour and bloom is the go. It's mm. springtime. We're feeling good. Now, time for Sherilyn to reveal today... Uh, well, who is the smarter of the two, Pete, or is it going to be Vicky? Yeah. In the gardening game, true or false, or what, fact guys? or fib? What, Vicky? Guess what, guys and listeners? I've called in a support team today, <laughs> so I've got. I, I'm I'm on a real big losing streak, and right. I, as you know, I've been quite upset. So I've called in. Um, Lauren is my support team today. Oh, uh, lovely phone Lauren. a friend. Okay. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Fair. Morning, Lauren. Hello, Lauren. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, phone a friend is in. Okay, Lauren, stand by. This is uh, <laughs> going right, to be the battle go. of the sexes today. <laughs> one bloke, one lone bloke versus two well healed and educated ladies. There you go. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. First of all, I'm going to give you a fact first. Pete likes to have this really defined. All right, Lauren? He's a bit slow. So this is a fact. Tomatoes originated in the Andes and Peru and they didn't come to Europe until 1521. Mm -hmm. Fact. They were brought over by the Spaniards. That's right. Ended up in the Mediterranean as well. Fact. People didn't like them. They were in Europe were like scared of them. That's right. Fact. Because they very they look very similar to the mandrake plant. And fa- I'm going to say it's a fact because these girls should know that. And then people started eating them and thinking, oh, these aren't too bad. A bit tasty. Yeah, a bit tasty. But then all of a sudden people started dying and, pe- and then people started thinking, you know what, they're dying because of tomatoes. And even today you'll hear people say, oh, tomatoes are poisonous or old tomatoes are poisonous. And scientists found out that in Europe, particularly in Britain, people started eating tomatoes. So this is in the 1700s. And the reason, and they did die. And the reason they died is that they had pewter plates and the tomatoes leached out the lead in the pewter plates, and so they were eating lead, 
in laden in laden tomatoes and lots of people died. Lead laden tomatoes. And for about a hundred years, people did not. They grew tomatoes in Europe just to look at. They thought they were beautiful. So this is is this a fact or a fib? And it wasn't until 1880 when the pizza was invented in Italy that they started. No, then they started eating (laughs) tomatoes again. Wow. So did people die because of lead in pewter plates? Well, and I know that they why. were certainly off colour for several several yeah. years, several decades. Uh, I wasn't aware that it was going to be a pewter plate that caused that. What do you mm-hmm. think, Vicky? You've got you and Lauren there may have a better indication than I do. We're just getting into our little puddle now. Okay. Lauren, what what do you can, think? I, I'm thinking that's true, actually. I think what Cheryl oh. is saying is a truism. Uh, yeah, well, whether it was the lead, the lead uh, in the plate, I don't know. Um, what's it? You're saying the same? Yeah, just, yeah definitely gave you the. I well, hope, I hope the third true. person over there isn't Google. Uh, <laughs> that's that's cheating. <laughs> no way. We would never. All right. Okay. Go. Well, is it a fact or a fib? We're innocent. Yeah, completely. True. The ill-fated aristocrats were eating tomatoes off pewter plates and they often got sick and many died after ingesting the red fruit. And this is why they died. And it wasn't until quite recently that they scientists realised that, wow, yeah, lead poisoning. Don't eat tomatoes off pewter plates. No, keep it right away. And, uh, that, I'll try not to. With that, uh, with that said, we can now proudly stand on our own laurels. And, <laughs> Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and wish you a very good weekend uh, to you and your sidekick there, Vicky. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thanks, girls. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. Coast FM, this is the Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherlin and the team from Narara Valley Nursery. Mm. Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Home of the classic hits, Coast FM on Saturday morning with Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy with the Gardening Gang and Steve, give us a bell. Woo! Hey, baby. Our town cries in the background there, giving us a little bit of a tinkle. It's time now to get your hands dirty, Sherilyn. What's happening? Uh, it sure is. Well, the big news across the whole Central Coast is this is the weekend of the Plant Lovers Fair at Carryong up at the school there. It is an amazing weekend. There are rare plants, beautiful plants, lots of plants, and you're also helping out the school there. It's it's one of their big fundraisers. I think it's the main fundraiser for the year. So it is a ticketed event. You can jump online to buy tickets at plantloversfair.com.au or bring your money with you and you can buy tickets at the gate, but it is so worth it. You won't see anything else as spectacular as this when it comes to plants that you can love. And this year, no rain. This year, yes, last year I nearly got my car bogged down. You did? (laughs) Oh, dear. I will be joining the permaculture, Central Coast Permaculture Stand as soon as I get out of the studio and uh, Mr Little kicks me out here at 11 o'clock, so I'll be up there for a couple of hours. All right, yes, Steve, I know. I'm I'm, I'm self-promoting. And, and I love the permies. All right, what else is on? Glad you asked. On the 23rd of September up at Burbank at uh, Erin Affair. No, not 
not Erin Affair. Where is that? It's Erin Heights, isn't That's it? it? They have a surface ceramic decoration workshop. This is really gorgeous. Get in there. It's beautiful in this in that beautiful Burbank. The same as Saddles as well. This one's extra special because you're going to enjoy a complimentary mimosa and a shared grazing board. So get your friends, get into the garden and make something beautiful. It could be an early Christmas present or put it away and put it under the tree. Jump on to Burbank, Erin Heights website or give them a call as well and book. It's going to be such a good thing. So that's Saturday the 23rd of September from 3 to 5pm. Right, what can you plant in your garden? Now, it is going to be 31 degrees on the coast. Plant nothing. Right. Bye, Steve. No, hang on a minute. Uh, you can get yourself ready for next week. At this time of the year, you can plant, guess what? Tomatoes, culinary herbs, artichoke suckers, asparagus crowns, beetroot, broad beans, cabbages, carrots, carrots. You can still get, you can get your lettuce in. Kohlrabis can get in as well. You can also put in some rhubarb crowns. Silver beets can go in. It's starting to, you know, we're starting to lose this time, but you can get them in as well. African marigolds, delphiniums, dianthus, gypsum. Sophila, spider flowers and status. There's a lot more things. That's just a few suggestions. But my big suggestion at the moment is water your garden. Early in the morning, we've got 30 degrees every day for five days. So get that water in there. And better still, why don't you plan to be water smart this year? Well, next week we won't be having Steve because we'll be down at the Floriard. I don't think we can yes. afford to put Steve on the couch <laughs> no. with his big bell. That's right. <laughs> so, so next week, of course, we're coming to you from Canberra for Floriard, which is one of the big, big, big events in the gardening cal- calendar right throughout Australia. So, Sherilyn... We look forward to uh, what's gardening in Canberra. And it's next a week. big show next week, Pete, as well. We'll be on the air from 8 a.m. Oh, sorry, when we'll be on 8 a.m. till 9 30 a.m. We'll be on. And then we've got a break for an hour. And then we're back on from 10 30 a.m. till midday. So lots of gardening, gang, home and garden things live from Floriard in Canberra. Chuck a block next week. FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy here with the Gardening Gang on this Saturday morning and Doreen's just popped by to uh, join us with uh, oh, that's a very nice cuppa. Thanks Doreen. Beautiful. Oh, I know, I do now, make a Cheryl, good are you keen to know about the markets for the weekend? I'm always keen to know about the markets, Pete. I love me a mm. good market. Okay, mm. let's rip into it, Doreen. What's okay. happening? Okay, Edelong Fresh Food Markets are being held today and every Saturday at the Broken Bay Scout Hall on Picnic Parade between 7 and 1. You'll find fresh fruit and veggies, eggs and deli items on sale. And Mangrove Mountain Markets are being held today between 9 and 3 on the corner of Georgetown's Drive and Blood Tree Road. They sell plants, homemade preserves, jams and cakes. Regardless of the weather? Oh, well, yeah, I have seen them struggling out there with you the brollies. Oh, yeah, oh, they they're, they're wonderful people. Oh, they, they're very <laughs> devoted. Uh, they're troopers. Uh, any more for today? Sorry. Yes. The Gosford Waterfront Market is on today between 9 and 2 at the Gosford City Park which is near East Street Cafe and Drifter's Wharf. There's lots of stalls offering local produce, handmade goods, fashion, health and wellness. Mm. Lovely location there too. Mm. And, uh, okay, let's turn the page over, Doreen, because uh, Sunday's roster of markets tends to be bigger than Saturday. It is, it Mm. is. Okay, so Tookley Lions Club markets are on near Coles Tookley between 8 and 1. Go along, browse through their stalls and grab a bargain or two. Gosford City Farmers Market is being held tomorrow at the showground between 7 and 1 and they have live entertainment. Chat to local farmers and growers. There's a large range of fruit and veggies, eggs, deli items, fermented foods and plants. There's also international foods, coffee and snacks. The Yamina Beach Markets are being held tomorrow between 9 and 2 next to the Surf Club. 
There are lots of stalls with everything you can possibly find in a market, including gourmet hot food, arts and crafts, local fruit, deli items and fashion. Now, the event is also pet friendly and there's an ATM on site. Well, that's the uh, precinct there, the community precinct mm, location. Okay. So Cheryl can sure. bring a long sailor. That's right. Oh, Cheryl, yeah. you're quite welcome to bring your little pooch pretty. along if you want to get to your minor. Right. And now wrapping it up, for second-hand goods and specialty items, check out the Entrance Lions Club charity market being held tomorrow and every Sunday between 8.30 and 12.30 in the Denning Street car park. Okay, there it is. Doreen, thanks for your time today to uh, put this uh, little report together. We all like a good market over the weekend Mm. and you've filled us in beautifully. Thank you. Beautiful. Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy and Doreen here on The Gardening Gang this morning, Coast FM. Enash. With Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy here with The Gardening Gang today, being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs, open all this weekend at Wyoming, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. 31 degrees today, Cheryl, oh, in the sunny skies. Yes, yes. And they tell me 27 in Canberra mm. today. And today... Floriard opens. It's the first day of Floriard, which is so exciting. And 27 degrees, as all of us garden people know, means the bulbs down there because that's what we go to see. We go to see the tulips, okay? we Some of us can't get to Holland. I know you might have been there or can go there whenever you like, Pete, but uh, the most of us can't. So we're waiting for a little bit warmer weather and I am so excited because 27 degrees definitely means those bulbs, they'll be a Yes, poppin'. we'll be there next week. We're <laughs> taking off on uh, Friday morning with yes. uh, the coach company mm-hmm. and a full coach of wonderful gardening people and fun lovers and we're looking yep. forward to a great day. In Canberra on Saturday, we've got the radio broadcast and yep. so we're back on Sunday. And we're back so on Sunday. It's only a short weekend, mm-hmm. but we're... Action-packed. Action-packed. Action packed. Yeah, we go, look, with the gang. When people go, this is my fourth Floriad. It's your first, isn't it, Pete? And when people go to Floriad, they usually stop at Barrel. That's what we're doing. They usually go to Tulip Tops on the way back. That's what we're doing as well. All those things. This year's theme for Floriad is Floral Wonderland, and it invites you to explore the magical charm of over a million blooms. And during the pandemic, of course, Floriad couldn't, go ahead. So it sort of spread out. They used all the bulbs in different neighbouring suburbs and they've decided to keep it going. So now there's Floriad's more than just Commonwealth Park in the middle. It's spread out on the suburbs. So we're actually travelling around to have a look at it as well. So if you're going, don't miss out on all those suburban pockets. I wonder if there's Floriad. a Floriad garden in Parliament House. There is, I think. Okay. <laughs> we'll check that out. Too. There's lots to do and lots so to see. From this week, sorry, from this time of the day, next Saturday, yep. we'll be from Canberra. Yay! Look forward to that. Coast FM, the gang. Right here on Coast FM 963, every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Coast FM with the Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherilyn here on this Saturday morning. And Sherilyn, I think we'll just start the next segment off with a little song. Okay. You say tomatoes, I say tomatoes. Let's call the whole thing off. There you go. We're talking tomatoes today. <laughs> and an Paulie in- Max joined what us. What an introduction. Can you sing as well, Paulie? No, goodness, no. <laughs> um, what are we talking about today? I think we're talking about tomatoes. Okay. I think so. I think that's what the song led us into. So yeah, let's Which is one tomatoes. of the most universal oh. foods, I think, across the world. Certainly are found everywhere. Yeah. I'm Even quite happy to consume them except the and Antarctic- to use them in food. 
a wide range of different restaurants in your mm, career, yeah, everything yeah. from a pizza shop to a, mm. I don't know, a Lebanese takeaway. They're pretty, sure. yeah, pretty versatile, the old tomato, aren't they? They're everywhere. When I heard that we were going to talk about tomatoes, I was trying to think about my food memories, which I like to store up here. I know it's radio, but it's up there. Up, up there above your head? <laughs> above my head, yeah. Right. So in your USB. In, yeah, in my virtual USB. <laughs> so I remember in, in the UK, we didn't have much room to grow food. We lived in a terraced house. As most of us, most of them did. Well, two up, two down, one of those. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And at the back would be an allotment and a greenhouse, you know. So we'd dig mm. a hole in the ground and we'd surround it by bricks and fill it full of dirt and grow leeks and potatoes and that kind of stuff. And then if you were lucky, you would have a little hothouse or a or even a set of windows that would like yes, stuck I've together. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. They look amazing. They're so cute. And my grandparents and my parents would grow um, fruit in there, you know, small fruits and Gooseberries, like strawberries, the cold, and things yeah, like straw, that. Like, mm. And mm. then, but tomatoes. So the, when when I first heard we were going to talk about tomatoes, I remembered the smell. Mm. So when you buy a tomato in the supermarket, they don't have that kind of fuzzy, warm, earthy yeah. smell that reminds me of my granddad. Yeah. Right. Because when you pick up a warm tomato from the greenhouse, it has a particular kind of. Um, this is ridiculous. A particular ambience. It feels like something. Yep. Whereas the tomatoes you buy in the supermarket are, they've been in a cold supply chain for goodness how, you know, yeah. yep. probably pick green. And then you get them and they don't have any oomph. They don't have soul. No they don't have any soul. soul. I know, I and grow they tomatoes. Like, they like just... a certain taste, I think, too. Oh, like, yeah. I would walk past and pick off the little baby cherries mm. and, and be poof, smash. Yep. Be smashed with flavour. Now you eat them and you go, that mm. has nothing to do with the tomato. That and I why remember. is that? Is mm. it because we've forced grown them or well, they, they weren't like, grown at your place? Let's face it, right? We live in a beautiful eight yep. months of the year, right? mm-hmm. which means that you still shouldn't be able to grow tomatoes all year all round. All the time, yes. They're not fully... No. <laughs> They're an annual. They're grown as an annual here. And, I mean, you can get away with cherry tomatoes here, the little tiny toms, mm, yeah. year-round on the coast because it is so warm here. So yep. you can, not not up in the mountains here at Mangrove Mountain and that, that's chilly there, a bit frosty, but certainly the rest of the coast you can get away with that. Yeah. But the bigger tomatoes, you know. They shouldn't be available. And they shouldn't be available no. in the shops uh, right. commercially at all. And so it, they've been stored. 100%. And that's what makes in, me a little bit kind of, when I walk mm. around, I'm very aware of, looking at first of all where these things are from how long yep. they've taken to get to me mm-hmm. you know like i'm looking at asparagus and it's coming from peru and like what the yeah just don't buy it <laughs> that's it but we have to do that as consumers yes. you have to be more aware and a lot of us just have to get through the day and if you need tomatoes you need tomatoes but just it's nice sometimes to just think a little more so I try to. Well, a lot of the tomatoes and the uh, processed ones that uh, appear in cans at Woolies and whatnot mm. come out of Italy. So I always thought that Italy was the mm. biggest tomato-growing place in the world. No, it's not. They just do it properly. Look, we lived in Italy for a couple of years, yeah. and what they would do is that when the tomatoes were good, the whole family would get together to pick all the tomatoes, yeah. they'd pulp all the tomatoes, they'd, they'd bottle them, and, I mean, mm. just tomato puree yeah. that they've squeezed with their hands or through a little... Mooly or a bit of milk, salt or whatever. A little bit no? of salt, yeah. one basil mm-hmm. leaf, put it in a bottle and then boil the bottles. Then that's your sauce for the rest of the year. Oh, that's it. So instead of having fresh, so, so instead of, I can see what gotcha. Paul is saying, Very in simple. these countries, instead of... Pick rel- it when it's fresh. Yeah, pick it when it's fresh, create um, yeah. create produce out of it that you can use later that's in right. the year. And so the expectation that I have to have a tomato and, and, and a salad in the middle of the winter, and that's what we're doing. It's like, yeah. why are you paying $10 a kilo for tomatoes in winter to have a salad? Just go and get your bottled produce, you know, bottled in summer, and make yourself a real 
really nice spag bowl or something. That's, right. That's it. And to that have those, th- those things way. on hand, to go to your basement and grab a bottle of tomato sauce that you've made... Why are you laughing? It's I'm thinking about our place at home. I, I have to make space in my garage. Yeah, we yes. don't have space, but that's yeah. the that's the modern way, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we're, we're all about. And the hot day comes along, they all explode. We're in big oh, trouble. Imagine that next to my beer, all that kind of stuff that's uh, mm. sitting there. Mm. But they wouldn't explode if you treat them properly. If you if you if you pasteurise them, I'm and just <laughs> imagining this mess. <laughs> that would be awful in the backyard. Yeah, that would be amazing. Well, I tell you what, boys, I've done a bit of a Google check. I did know that tomatoes are originally from South. America, yep, that's yep. where they're from, from the Andes. But I did not know that China is the world's biggest tomato producer exactly. with over 67 million tonnes produced and exported annually. It's a long way to world. come for a tomato from China <laughs> to Australia. Well, there we are. A bit of uh, food for thought today from Paulie with tomatoes. That's our topic today. I love it. Thanks, Paulie. Okay, My pleasure. We'll have Paulie back in future episodes of this uh, magnificent program to talk about the crazy side of the world of food. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Coast FM 963, you're at home with the Gardening Gang and you're with Pete and Sherilyn. Down there with Status Quo. What a crow. Quo, that's it. Coast FM, Pete, I'm very excited about that song there. That was one of my faves when I was a young man, Mm -hmm. Sherilyn. Mm -hmm. Getting down, down. Quarter to ten with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy on the Gardening Gang today. Now, while the Down Down was playing, we had a caller come through who wasn't really keen to go to air. Mm-hmm. I think they had to duck out and go to the plant <laughs> fair somehow. But uh, they have a question, Sherilyn, that you may like to put on the radio this morning. Yeah, here we go. I took these notes down. So the, he said, his name's Mal. Thanks, Mal. I've been working up the mountain for a number of years and gardening on the coast. This year's the absence of bees is unbelievable. My cucumbers are not setting. My lemon and fruit trees no longer have that spring hum. And you can walk through patches of clover or wild radishes other than farm weeds without getting stung. So I wonder how big and widespread this varroa might impact might be on Mother Nature on the coast. It's a pity that bindies or burrs do not need bees to set their prickly seeds. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, look, we're all feeling it. And uh, in our first hour, Clara Rosa, president of Permaculture Central Coast, did talk a little bit about that. So let's just touch back on that again. Then there, There's not only honeybees as pollinators, all right? There's lots of other insects that pollinate. There's flies, beetles, moths, butterflies, wasps, ants, birds and even bats that can help pollinate your plants. As weird as that sounds, but they do. So the trick is that we need to invite those little creatures Not into our flies. gardens. Well, yeah, we do. Oh and particularly God. our native honeybees. Now, I was at Clara Rose's urban mini farm yesterday. It was spectacular and I took some amazing, amazing foot- footage. And But what I saw was she had all these little bundles of sticks, like hollow sticks, little bits of bamboo sticks, all in bundles tied everywhere around the garden. And they were to attract all of these beetles and bugs into the garden so they'd make little nests. And she's really successful at it. And it's so that she can attract more pollinators. Now, there's also different ways that you can pollinate flowers of vegetables that include vibration, like by shaking them, also using tools that vibrate as well. There's such a thing called a vibrating wand that you can purchase for tomatoes and other plants. And also you can hand pollinate by using really beautiful little soft like makeup brushes or paint brushes and being like a bee, dipping in and out of the flowers. You can find these techniques online, but I think the most important thing is don't, Mal, don't use the chemicals. You can't kill things. You've got to sacrifice some of your plants maybe so that other you know like 
insects can have a bit of a feed. Tough to see. (laughs) Well, it's better than nothing, Pete. It's better than nothing. But it's, look, (laughs) welcome the flies, the beetles, the moths, the butterflies all in. That's what we need to do. We need to be diverse. As I go through the music list here at Coast FM this morning, <laughs> I found a track that goes back. All the baby boomers would remember this one. Uh, the band was called B Bumble and the Stingers. How about that? Ah. Nut rocker for all the bees and pollinators today. Remember this one? Yeah. The Razor's Edge. Well, we'll catch you next week at Canberra for the big Floriad weekend with the Gardening Gang, taking off on uh, Friday morning with a whole bunch of people. And Sherilyn, we look forward to uh, seeing you down there as well. Can't wait, getting all my spring florals out. (laughs) Coast FM News next.